This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. Today we're studying the most unusual passage of Scripture in the whole Bible. It's the most unusual story, and I really mean that. It's only mentioned in Jeremiah 35. It's a story of a man named Rahab, and uh, I'll read about him in a minute, who told his family, he gave an edict, he said, no one in this family, from now on, all your descendants, will do two things. You will not drink wine. You know, he didn't want to have drunk camel drivers or whatever. It wasn't because of that. Yeah, I'll tell you why in a minute. He said, we're not going to drink wine, and we're not going to build houses. But it pains me to say this. They were going to live in tents. They were professional campers for all their lives. And get this. Now, this is the amazing thing. This family observed that rule, those two rules, for 250 to 300 years. Think about that. Every family would say, we don't drink wine, and we don't live in houses, we live in tents. Now, I have a strong aversion to camping. I can't imagine having to live in a tent. I probably would take up drinking wine if that were the case. And people would say, where's Randy? He's in his tent. Don't talk to him. Don't bother him. I want to tell you that there's a lesson there. Here's the lesson. I'm going to give it to you right at the beginning. The Lord, through Jeremiah, says, look, these people followed the ancient order of an ancestor. It'd be like us following an order that somebody gave in the 1700s to the family, and we still don't do something or do something because great, 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 and add another 20 greats, said we don't do it. They followed a man leader, a fallible man. And Jeremiah says, but you people don't even follow the Lord God Almighty. You get the lesson? There are people willing to follow a man for 250 to 300 years. I'm going to introduce the passage by reading a pre-passage. It's 6 and 7 of chapter 35. Listen to what it says. But they replied, we do not drink wine. Because our forefather, Jehonadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command, neither you or your descendants must ever, ever drink wine. And you must also never build houses, sow seed, or plant vineyards. You must never have any of these things, but must always live in tents. Then you will live a long time in the land where you are nomads. Isn't that amazing? So we're not talking about a few dozen, a few hundred. We're talking about thousands of people over the years said, we don't drink wine and we don't live in houses. We live in tents because our relative, our patriarch of the family said so. And so that's the lesson that we're going to learn today from the book of Jeremiah by looking at verses 12 through 17 that kind of expound on that and how God was jealous. Why would you follow a man for 250 to 300 years and then turn around and say, but we don't obey the Lord and we don't obey his commandments. Let's look at verse 12. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, 
Go and tell the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declares the Lord? Well, my guess is most of you have never heard this story. It's mind-blowing. It really is. When you think this through and the lessons that, believe it or not, it has for us in 2020. That's crosshope.org. Crosshope.org. God bless. I want to begin with a personal question. Has there ever been a time in your life where privately, it doesn't have to be here at Heritage, but it can be, where you felt in your soul, in your spirit, the Lord was prompting you to do something or to say something, to seek forgiveness from a person, to ask forgiveness, to bless somebody? And you know what you said? Ah, not going to mess with that. I'm not going to do that. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me, and I'll be the first to admit it that we have promptings from the Lord, from His Word, from a message we've heard, and yet we say we're not going to do what we feel prompted to do. I just want to point out, as the message is very simple today, some things from the passage 12 through 17. In verse 12, will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declares the Lord? What lesson could the Lord be trying to teach you this month, this year? I don't know what you're learning from the COVID situation, if anything, but you know the Lord is speaking to us through it. I really believe that. That there are things that are coming out of your life and out of your personality and out of your situation just like mine. And you know what? The COVID thing doesn't necessarily cause things to happen in your life or my life, but may I tell you honestly what it does? It reveals things. Sometimes you take a man and you put pressure on him in a situation. You reveal what really is going on in his life. Sometimes you put a woman in a situation where the pressure's on and it just simply reveals what's in her personality to begin with, what's in her soul. In verse 14, I love this verse. Can we bring up verse 14? Jehonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his descendants not to drink wine, and this command has been kept to this day, some 250 years later. They don't drink wine because they obey their forefathers' command. But I've spoken to you again and again, yet you have not obeyed me. May I tell you what I think the real reason why Rechab gave the order? Here's the reason. He did not want his people to wait on the grapes. If they planted grapes, he didn't want them to become anchored to the ground and stay in one place. And for whatever reason, it's not condemned in Scripture, but it's not blessed either. They were nomads. They just kept moving. And they lived in tents. I can't imagine all your life you're living in a tent because they, they were born in tents. They died in tents. They gave birth in tents. They, the tent, they, they schooled their children. They were tent schoolers. That's a joke, by the way. Nobody got it. And in other words, everything was connected with the tent. You know, this is an election year, and I'm so adverse to camping. I jokingly tell people that if I'm ever elected president, I'm going to make camping a federal offense. That's the first law that I'm going to install. Camping is a federal... People always say, well, why are you so against camping? We camped to California from Chicago, to Arizona one year, to Colorado another year. And I remember telling my dad, 
I said, Dad, if I joined the army, I could camp less rather than be with you every summer. I could join the National Guard and not have to camp as much with you. Here's verse 15 is the key verse, I think. Let's bring that up. Verse 15, again and again, I sent my servants and prophets to you. They said, each of you must turn from your wicked ways. You know, coming to the Lord is a matter of turning. Well, I don't know if you know it, but the word repentance has to do with turning, turning away from sin, a past, and turning toward the Lord. Our website is crosshope.org. That's crosshope.org. I've been doing more funerals in the last few weeks than I have in a long time. Done three or four just in the last couple of weeks. And I'm grateful, as crazy as this may sound to some of you, I'm thankful that I have an opportunity to do funerals. May I tell you why? I have an opportunity for people to overhear the gospel. They don't hear it necessarily, but they overhear it. You know, sometimes you're a better listener when you overhear people talking than when you try to listen. You know, you can talk to children and sometimes and they don't hear you and then, but they come walking in from another room and say, I just heard dad say this. I just heard mom say this. And they overheard something and it made an impression. I'm hoping at a funeral that I will say something that somebody will overhear that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. That Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. It's the word topos. I go to prepare a real place for you that where I am there, you will be also. And people will overhear the gospel. And you know what hopefully will happen? They will turn. Turning may be the most important spiritual experience in a person's life. And then what's it say after that? Then each of you must turn from your wicked ways and reform your actions. Do not follow other gods to serve them. Did you know that one of the great temptations in 2020 is for people to follow another God? You say, really, Randy? You really believe that? Yeah, I do. The gods of this age are money. The gods of this age are sex. The god of this age are things. And people follow the gods of their life. They really do. And we know that to be true. And they turn from following other gods and they follow the true God. Then you will live in the land I have given to you and your ancestors, but you have not paid attention or listened to me. I'm going to tell you a story that I think is important to a lesson here. James Otis was a professor, I think, at University of Texas in Austin years ago. And this is crazy to some of you, but I respect it. He made a decision in middle age that he kept to the end of his life that he would not speak on Sundays. Now think about that. You talk six days a week, but he made it for whatever reason, not for any religious things. Reason, he just said, I am not going to speak on Sundays. And he carried a three by five card that he would hand to people and say, I do not speak on Sundays. Please respect my wishes. And it had all kinds of side benefits that he wasn't anticipating. When he would go to the Austin airport on Sunday and fly, and he would hand the ticket agent his card, they said, well, we'll just put you in first class. They, they were rattled. They didn't know what to do with him. He said policemen were chatty with him. In other words, cab drivers were chatty. Nobody knew what to do. And my favorite story that he tells, he said, I went on a first date with a woman on a Sunday. 
And I gave her my card and he said, she did all the talking all during the date. He said, it wasn't unlike most dates I went on, which I thought was, <laughs> I thought was interesting. But here's what he said. He said that it was important to him to have a day where he didn't speak. And I'm not asking you to do what James Otis did. You know what I'm asking you to do? Listen. I'm not asking you to stop speaking. I'm asking you to listen to what the Lord says to you on Sunday through these messages. When people hear this message on the radio, that's what I pray every day. Lord, help somebody to hear this for the first time to hear something or overhear something by accident that speaks to their spirit and speaks to their, their heart. Look at verse 17. This is the last verse we read. If we can bring that up again. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I am going to bring on Judah and on everyone here in Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced on them. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I'm going to go on some dangerous ground here. But is it possible the Lord has brought COVID into our country? I'm not saying that he did. But maybe, you know, who am I to say that he didn't? Who am I to say that he did or who am I to say that he didn't? I don't know. But could things be happening in our country like happened in Jerusalem? God's people, the southern kingdom, disaster that God said he took responsibility for it. He brought it to them. I think that's possible that we need to be open to that and say to ourselves in, in prayer, God, what are you trying to tell me? What do I need to learn from this thing that's happening in our country? Many of you know that when years ago, we had an exchange student live with us from Finland. But before we had Mia as an exchange student, we had two students from Germany just stay a week or two with us. One of them spoke English. The other one spoke German only. I mean, he didn't speak any English at all, virtually no English. So he found out early that I took two years of high school German, so I would try to speak with him. So he got to the place where he assumed that I understood him, and I didn't. He'd just rattle something off in German. I'd have to say slower, slower, just say it a little bit slower, and he would. And one question he asked me, he was from East Germany, you know, in the old, back in the old days. He said, why do so many women in the United States drive cars. And I said, that's what I'd like to know. No, I didn't. <laughs> but that was a burning issue with him. Why do so many women drive cars in the United States? But I told my daughter, who does speak fluent German, always has, was a German major in college. She taught it in Texas. Now, of course, she lives in Germany. But I told her, I said, Elizabeth, I can't explain this. I can't speak German to him but I sort of understand what he's saying to me. If I listen and he speaks slowly, I piece it together and I can figure out like the, the idea of why do women drive? And I said, how do you explain that? And she said, dad, that's called passive language skills. I said, what does that mean? It means you have enough knowledge of the language 
to understand what someone's saying. You can't speak back to him. And, and I said, no, I can't. I can't respond in German back to him other than yes or no or maybe, but, but it's called passive language skills. And then the thought occurred to me. This is what I want to leave you with. I think there are a lot of people that come to church and go to funerals with passive spiritual understanding. They sort of know what's going on. And so when they hear a minister at a funeral quote from John where Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, they say, yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard about that place called heaven. And when they hear me quote Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the light, they say, yeah, I've heard about the term resurrection. And they have a little bit of knowledge. And you know what my point is? The Lord can take what they understand passively and multiply it and speak to their hearts and speak to their spirits. And that is my prayer. And that's crosshope.org. The Lord can take what they understand passively and multiply it and speak to their hearts and speak to their spirits. And that is my prayer. Now, let me tell you this. I think there are people that come to church every Sunday that just have passive spiritual understanding because they've been raised in the church. They went to church as a kid and they know that's what grandpa wants us to do and grandma wants us to do. But there comes a time when the Lord says, I'm dealing with you today personally, you, you, you. And I really believe that happens. When that happens, let the Lord speak to you. When that happens, let the Lord open up your heart and come into your heart. You see, I have a feeling that more people overhear the gospel than hear it. But in the process of overhearing the gospel, they come to know the one who said, I am the way the truth, and the life. His name is Jesus. If that's ever been true, it's never been more true than it is in 2020. If there's ever been a day in my ministry that I can think of where people need a relationship, a living, breathing relationship with the God who made them through His Son, it's now in 2020. There are people in your family that you think are hardened to the gospel, but you know what? Maybe inside they're not. And maybe you could be the one to say a word. You could say something that they overhear. And I've seen it with adults. I've seen it with children that sometimes overhearing the gospel becomes the first connection with their heart and their spirit. Let it happen with you and let it happen in the lives of other people. Steve Cole, a minister in Flagstaff, Arizona, he said years ago, someone asked me to visit an acquaintance of theirs in the hospital who had suffered a major heart attack. I didn't know anything about him at all, nothing. I went to visit him and found out that he was a bartender at one of the most notoriously wicked bars in Flagstaff. He had no church background and no religious inclinations. I asked about his family and found out that he'd been through several divorces. He didn't even know where his children were living or how to contact them. Can you imagine? You got to, I don't know how to even contact but when I shared the gospel with him that he needed to come to Christ, he needed to confess his sin and accept Jesus as the Lord of his life, you know what he said? Stop. I don't need that. I'm basically a good person. That's all I need. Not worried about 
going to heaven. I'm basically a good person. I'm not picking on him as a bartender at all. I'm talking about the arrogance of anybody, bartender or not, who says, I'm good. That gets me into heaven. Unfortunately, that totally contradicts Scripture. We come to the Father through the Son. Remember what Jesus said? No man or woman comes to the Father except through me. That's pretty arrogant if it's not true, but it was true, and it is true. We come to the Father through the, through the Son. No man or woman calls Jesus Lord except by the Spirit of God. You've heard me say it before, but I'm going to say it again. It means the Holy Spirit of God speaks to your spirit in a private conversation just between the two of you and says, Jesus is Lord. And you say, He is. He is. Has that ever happened to you where the Lord spoke to your heart? And I'm not talking about something mystical and, you know, the clouds coming down and an angel coming down. I'm just talking about what happens when you read the Word of God or you hear a message. The Lord can speak to your heart saying, He is Lord. He said, I am Lord. I am the Lord of heaven and earth. And he who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.